It's Thursday, January 26, 2017. We'll see if we can get that pipeline built. It begins. Trump relaunches controversial Keystone XL and Dakota Access pipelines. Team Trump imposes gag orders and lockdowns on science-based federal agencies. Plus... Do you agree that the United States is indispensable and must maintain its leadership in the Paris Agreement in order to ensure that countries abide by their climate obligations. New U.S. ambassador to United Nations won't commit to supporting United Nations Paris Agreement. All of that lack of commitment and more straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. I am, to a large extent, an environmentalist. I believe in it. But it's out of control. Totally out of control. Environmentalists control everything in this country. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, first Green News report of the Trump era, and it comes after a weekend when some 20 Americans were killed in extreme weather in uh, Georgia, in Mississippi, over the weekend. And once again, I'm just thinking to myself, well, good thing those people weren't killed by terrorism or we'd have to do something about it. Yes, yeah, sadly, that, that sounds exactly true. Well, now the science community is holding its collective breath, making copies of databases and preparing to march and take other actions in response to the new presidential administration's expected war on science. Immediately after Donald Trump's swearing in last week, the Trump administration began targeting federal government agencies that oversee environment and climate issues by silencing communications from the Environmental Protection Agency, the Departments of Interior, Health and Human Services, Transportation, and Agriculture. The Trump administration deleted the Obama White House webpages on climate change and renewable energy and replaced them with a statement they call the America First Energy Plan, focused on expanding fossil fuel extraction and repealing regulations. Then the Trump administration retaliated against the National Park Service. Because, of course, they did. Yes, for tweeting photos showing inauguration crowd sizes on the National Mall, which is in its jurisdiction, and temporarily shut down all of the Interior Department's Twitter accounts department-wide, including emergency alerts on weather conditions. Then the EPA was locked down. That's according to an internal EPA employee email obtained by Huffington Post. It imposed a gag order on all outside EPA communications with the public and the press. All of EPA's grants and contracts that serve core agency functions have also been frozen. Things like toxic cleanups and water system repairs. Then on Wednesday, the Trump team announced that all new studies and data from EPA scientists must be approved by political appointees before release, restrictions that former EPA staffers say far exceed the approaches of past administrations. And that's saying something, because during the George W. Bush administration, there were whistleblowers who stepped forward talking about how the administration would not release scientific reports until they had basically gutted all the science out from them. Exactly. Climate change info on the EPA's website is still accessible for now. The Trump team backtracked on a reported plan to delete the information after a public outcry, but will review and freshen up that existing data. Some of that data is required to remain public by law. Actually, I think the word they used was scrubbing up. Even worse. Yeah, indeed. U.S. scientists are feverishly downloading EPA databases to outside servers before any further 
shoulder scrubbing can be made and have announced a scientist's march on Washington later this spring, similar to the Women's March over Inauguration Weekend. Spontaneous emergency protests broke out outside the White House and in major cities across the country after Mr. Trump on Tuesday signed two presidential memoranda clearing the way forward for two hugely controversial pipelines. The Keystone XL pipeline across the Canadian border that was rejected by President Obama last year because of its climate impacts and the Dakota Access Pipeline that threatens the drinking water of the Standing Rock Sioux Reservation in North Dakota. Both the Standing Rock Sioux and Nebraska landowners along the Keystone XL Pipeline route have vowed to fight each pipeline in court. I know there are a lot of folks who are still going to fight this both in South Dakota for Dakota Access and, you know, all of these farmers in Nebraska who are none too happy about having their land bisected by this huge, dirty pipeline. Meanwhile, the U.S. Senate confirmed South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley as U.S. Ambassador to the United Nations, even though in her confirmation hearings she would not commit to supporting the United Nations Climate Accord because of her belief that the impact on U.S. industry profits should be balanced against the threat to human civilization. And Democrats supported her anyway? Yes, they did. Way to go, Democrats. Finally, as U.S. climate leadership internationally falters, China is taking the lead. At the recent International World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland, the president of China announced billions in new investments in renewable energy and urged other developed countries to act swiftly on climate change. Making China great again. Way to go, Mr. Trump. For more on all of these stories and the ones we couldn't get to, check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyle. And this has been your Trump-era inaugural Green News Report. (laughs) 